and uh, the Spirit of God is going to help me get this through because it's really important. And I pray that you stay with me, follow uh, what I believe the Lord is wanting me to share with you so that uh, things can be different and will be different in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Speak your word. Thank you because you've given us eyes that can see. Lord, you've given us ears that can hear it, and our hearts can understand the things of God because you've given us brand new hearts in God. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now, the message I titled it, The Mustard Seed Effect. The Mustard Seed Effect. And uh, Mark says that's why I'm wearing mustard shirt, you know. <laughs> I didn't realize I was doing that. If I did it, I would have put my mustard seed shirt there back home. But this is important, and I want you to... Uh, Mark is a problem for me. You know, <laughs> see. Uh, it comes with naughty stuff. It comes up with them. But Isaiah chapter 55 tells us this. A passage that we are very familiar with. Isaiah chapter 55 tells us this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And what believers have taken that to mean is, there is no way we can rise up and gets to the level of knowing what God is thinking. How could we, morals, how could we know what God is thinking? His ways are higher. His thoughts are so high. There's no way. And you hear things like this. You know, God moves in a mysterious way. You heard that before? There's no way to figure him out. We hear that. But is that what God is saying? Now, if you read in Isaiah 55, uh, verse 7, it says, Let the wicked forsake his ways. See? Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. So, two things. Unrighteous man, forsake your ways. And the wicked, forsake your thoughts. And then it says, For my thoughts... Are not your thoughts. They are higher than your thoughts. But I want you to have my thoughts. See, that's the place God wants us to be. To have his thoughts. And to learn his ways. He's not trying to keep us from knowing his thoughts. He's not trying to keep us from understanding the way he thinks. He wants us to know that. He wants us to know his ways. That's why in Psalm 103, verse 7, the Bible tells us that the Lord made known his ways to Moses. His acts to the children of Israel. Moses knew why God was doing what he was doing. The others were just seeing what God was doing. That's not where you want to be, amen? God wants you to know what he's doing. He wants you to know his thoughts. He wants you to have his thoughts. He wants you to have to know his ways so you can walk in his ways. And in walking in his ways, you become like him on the earth. Amen. That's what he's after. 
for you to have his ways. Now, concerning the kingdom of God, you know Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, he spoke a lot about the kingdom. He's all, he says, repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He's right at the corner. And then he spoke a lot, the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like this. Why is he saying that? He's about to enlist people, amen, into this new kingdom on the earth. He wants you to be a part of this kingdom. So he began to show us the ways of the kingdom. You see, a kingdom has a king. The kingdom of God is not a religious concept. Let me get religious now and be a part of the kingdom of God. So I've got to do all of it. No, it's God and his family. The king and his family. Let us learn the ways of the kingdom. We begin to understand the way to think as a part of the kingdom of God. His ways that are higher. Now if you walk in the highway, guess where you get? Higher. If you think in the ways of the kingdom, you get higher. Now, look at what Jesus said about the kingdom of God. In Luke chapter 17, verse 20 and 21, he says, Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God will come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. You're looking for some kingdom that you can see with your eyes, so you can wow, look at how beautiful. He says, the kingdom of God doesn't come with observation. Nor will they say, see here, yes, that's the kingdom over there. Or see there, that's the kingdom. For indeed, he said, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God that we're talking about is within you. And the the word of God, the scriptures cannot be broken. Once you become a Christian, guess what? The king is living in you. You are that kingdom on earth. See? It's different from the way we think. His ways higher, right? His thoughts higher. The kingdom of God is within you. Now begin to think kingdom thoughts. Begin to understand kingdom ways. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what God wants you as a kingdom member to begin to do on earth. And as long as you keep thinking like earthlings, (laughs) you will never walk in kingdom ways. You will not be successful in kingdom things. You will not do mighty things like Jesus did, like the apostles did. You're walking like the rest of them. You need to walk like the people of the kingdom. We are ambassadors, you know. You are part of that kingdom. The kingdom of God is within you. You are part of that kingdom. The king lives in you. And if the king is living in you, you have his mind, right? He lives in you. You should know his ways. He's living in you. You are part of the kingdom. You represent him. You are an ambassador. You must represent your kingdom very well. You can't represent if you don't know the way your king thinks. 
Amen. <laughs> but you are part of the kingdom. And the kingdom is within you. It's right there inside of you. So you got the mind of Christ. You can think kingdom talk. But as long as you keep saying his ways are higher. He's a mysterious God. The mysterious God has chosen to show himself in Amen. Revelation on paper of what the mysterious God is like. So we can know him. Amen. So the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus, I said, spoke a lot about the kingdom. And he wanted us and you also to understand what the kingdom is all about. The message is titled, The Mustard Seed Effect. Amen. And we're coming to that. I'm going somewhere with this. Amen. (laughs) Jesus spoke a lot about the kingdom. Spoke to his disciples about the kingdom of God. He said he's right at the corner. And then after he died and was raised from the dead... The Bible said he called his disciples together and they were with him for 40 days. Jesus had what I call a kingdom summit. A kingdom summit. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 1 verse 3, this is what it says. To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining what? The kingdom. He was educating them about the kingdom. See, you are kingdom representatives right now and I've got to show you things concerning the kingdom so that you have kingdom thoughts and have kingdom ways in you. Amen. So that's what he was doing. He had spoken to them until this time. But after he was raised from the dead, they knew this is a different kind of Jesus. Not like the one that we used to be around. This is the one that was dead. He's back alive again. But Jesus was doing nothing else but educating them by the things of the kingdom. How many of us have been educated in the things of the kingdom? Do you have the thoughts of God? Do you have, do you know his ways? God made his ways known to Moses. They asked to the children of Israel, we are not those that perished in the wilderness. We want to be like Moses, knowing his ways. Amen. Would you say amen with me? That's what Jesus was doing. Showing them the things of the kingdom. You know what Jesus had? You know what the Bible says says. He said, you can't put new wine in old wine skin. You need new wine in new wine skin. They followed him, but they were not truly born again until after his death. Amen. And after his death and he rose and they believed in him, he, he had that time he was with them, he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. I believe that's when they were born again. And then he started to educate them, putting the new wine about the kingdom in this, these new wine skins. Amen. When you are squeezed, when you squeeze a plastic bottle, right? Whatever is in the plastic bottle is what comes out. Amen. (laughs) 
in sin is what comes out. And Jesus knows know very well that these were new wineskins. I need to load them up. The Bible tells us he called the kingdom summit and he was disabusing their minds from their old thoughts. They were asking questions. Are you going to bring the kingdom in? No, 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 no. You don't need to know that. This is what you need to know. He was educating them about the ways of the kingdom. Downloading kingdom thoughts into their hearts. Amen. So that whenever they are squeezed, what comes comes out of them will be kingdom principles to change lives no wonder they were so effective when you read in the Acts of the Apostles you don't see any difference it's like Jesus is still alive the same miracles the same stuff everything going on we haven't we need to educate ourselves in kingdom things things of the kingdom and not just be a Christian and be religious but know that you represent you are the light of the world amen you are the salt of the earth not this little light of mine that can light this room but you are the salt of the earth you are the light of the world you are Jesus said and the scriptures cannot be broken and I look at us we haven't learned his ways we haven't learned kingdom principles so we download that's why we go to church so we can learn the ways of God and know what God is all about amen when you begin to learn and know kingdom things then you, are, you begin to affect your world God has not changed from the very beginning, his ways are the same. Now, you must have kingdom thoughts. Look at First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. If you have not been born again, you are still a natural man. But once you become born again, God is saying you are not a natural man. If you claim to still be a natural man and you can't understand the things of God, you can't understand the ways of God, you will never understand, you will reject it. You are not a natural man. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. He doesn't make sense to him. He doesn't understand the ways of God. Oh, it starts. He's a natural, not natural human being. But when you get born again and you receive Christ into your life, you become a spirit, a spiritual being, a different kind of being that heaven recognizes and the demons recognize. They know you're different. The only problem is you don't know you're different. And you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. They, they are foolishness to him because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual, look at what it says, judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. When you are spiritual and you are of God and you have the mind of Christ, the thoughts of God, his foolishness to the world, his ways are so high, now you got that, they don't understand, and when they try to judge you, they cannot judge you rightly, they don't know who you're like. Amen. You're different. 
They don't know what you're like. You're like him. He says, no one judges that. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, inform him? Do you know what God is thinking so that you can tell him what's going on in the earth? Who? But look at what he says. But we have what? The mind of Christ. You have his thoughts. Amen. Amen. You know his ways. Accept it and begin to walk in it. If you feel like you don't, then begin to download his ways from the word of God. So you can be like the son of God on the earth. Until your mind is changed, things will not change. Now let me just say this. Rejection is not based on inferiority, but superiority. I'll explain what that means. You know, the Bible says this. The stone that the builders rejected became what? The chief cornerstone. When Satan knows, even before you are born again, he knows there's something about this child. There's something about this child. <laughs> I fear this child. Just like he feared Jesus. I wanted to kill him. Remember? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> he knows. So he gathers people and they reject you. And you say, I'm just nothing. Everybody, no one likes me. Oh, right? No. It's because there's something special about you. And when you find Christ, Christians still retain that thing with them because they're rejected. They don't know the truth. That is because there's something superior in you that's making them reject you. But if you forget them and you look into the thoughts of God, Amen. Before long, they will be looking you to you for your sustenance. That's what is called the mustard seed effect. Amen. And now I'm coming to that. Amen. He's the mustard seed effect. When they reject you, forget them. They just don't know who you are. They'll find out later. Amen. They'll find out later. What we need to do is transform our minds. Receive kingdom thoughts. Abandon the thoughts of the world. Receive what God tells you. If God says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, accept that. That no demon can do a thing to you. The one who is living. The kingdom of God is within you. There's no one that can take you on. The Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? So even though you see the manifestations, you just laugh. <laughs> you can go to sleep behind the boat while others are crying. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. You stand up and say, peace, be still. From kingdom thoughts inside of you. It is the Father's will to give you the kingdom. Amen. It is the Father's will to give you. Look, Romans chapter 12 verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world. Don't allow the world to mold you. And change the way you think. And reduce you to nothingness. Make you feel inferior. Don't allow it. Do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. 
Get with the mind of God that is in you. The mind of Christ that is already in your life. God gave it to you at birth. It's called eternal life. Amen. It's there in you. Right there in you. God said you will be above and never beneath. I believe that. That's his thought for me. Amen. Those are his thoughts for me. Above and never beneath. Head and not tail. I may start today at the tail, but watch out with kingdom mindset. Before long, I will be above. It's called the mustard seed effect. Amen. He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So your mind is what's holding you bound. You are not transformed in your finances. You are not transformed in your marriage. You are not transformed in your physical body because your mind has not been renewed. Renew your mind and be transformed so that you can prove, so that you can show to the world what God's good, acceptable, and perfect will is. They'll see it. It's hard to tell people you are blessed when they see nothing to prove it. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Well, we don't see anything blessed about you. What are you talking about blessed? Well, I'm blessed because I go to church on Sunday. I say, what? They want to see the light coming out of you. They want to see some power coming out of you. They want to see what's happening to your kids and what God is doing in your life. And they begin to ask questions. Is it because this guy goes to church that everything seems to be working so well? I hear him say this Jesus name all the time. Maybe I should be saying this Jesus name. The light of the world. So they see that light and they follow the light. But that won't happen until you renew your mind. You renew your mind. Have his thoughts. The thoughts of the Lord. That's so high. Higher than the ways of the world. So we are transformed when we renew our thoughts. Our mind. And we get with the master. How can two walk together? Except they be in agreement. That's what the Bible tells us. I want to talk about the mustard seed effect. I guess I already said that before, right? (laughs) In Matthew chapter 13, 31 and 32, Jesus said another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is the least of all seeds what is it? Can you say it with me the least of all seeds so tiny but when it is grown say it with me when it is grown not when it's sown when it is Grown is the least when it's sown, but when it's grown, it is greater than the herbs. Amen. And becomes a tree. So that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. You know, you become the source of their sustenance. You were little when you were planted. 
When God got you, you were nothing. But you were sown. And now you are a tree. Amen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, their thoughts. Ways, remember, turn from their wicked ways and accept God's ways. What does he say he's going to do? I will heal the land. The reason why America is the way it is, you know how we started, right? In God. And guess what God did? He blessed the land. I'm coming to that. He blessed the land. And now, there are cities all over, right? He didn't start that way, did he? He's sown little. But in God, right? Sown in God. Least of all seeds. Right? When America was small, it was England and the rest of them. But soon in God, you can read the documents when they started and see what God has done. Become the tree. And every nation hanging on America. Amen. They're turning away from it and see what's happening to us. We are paying four dollars for gas. That's a two, that car is too big. I need to drive the smaller one. <laughs> you know, because, uh, yeah, $4. Even if I have the money, $4. You know, because we're turning away. We're turning away. We're turning away. But when you turn to God, you become the mustard tree. Amen. And they hang on you. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and they called and turn from their wicked ways and turn to my ways, begin to accept my thoughts, then I'll heal the land. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, I'd like you to look at this scripture with me. This is so important. Ezekiel chapter 36. It says this. Thus says the Lord, verse 33 and 34, Thus says the Lord, on the day that I cleanse you from your iniquities. What day? The day you are cleansed from your iniquities. I will also enable you to dwell in what? Cities. Remember I talked about the United States? I will also enable you. That means before... You were separated from your iniquities. You were unable in your personal life to live in cities. Are you getting the word? We're not talking about cities. We're talking about that, but we're also talking about cities in your own life. On that same day, God says, I will now enable you to dwell in cities and the ruins shall be rebuilt. Because you were cleansed and you came, now you began to receive the word, the word of God, the ways of God, you know, and it's thoughts you receive. He says, the desolate land shall be tilled instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by. So they will say, this land that was desolate has become like the garden of Eden. Why? On the day that you were sown, Amen. 
And when you become grown, God begins to spread out the Garden of Eden from your life. Amen. And the wasted desolate and ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited. That's the mustard seed effect. When we turn to God and begin to receive the ways of God, and then God begins to change things. When we begin to, begin to receive His thoughts and believe in His thoughts and act upon His thought, thoughts as ambassadors and walk in His ways, then things begin to change. That's what happened with the, the New Testament church. New Testament church. Remember what they said. These men that have turned, remember, that have turned the world upside down have come unto us again. Look at them. They are in here. They were scared of them. They turned everything. <laughs> they changed the culture. Amen. They changed everything. Kingdom thoughts. All we're thinking is this little stuff. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. I'm going to build that. I'm going to... People are thinking, change the world. Change the city. Turn everything around. Amen. Turn everything around. Desolation can mean people's lives. Amen can mean decaying neighborhood. When you are planted there, your list, nobody cares, nobody knows what's going on, you're just in there, trying to do your work, sharing the gospel, before long, if you have kingdom thoughts, and you have kingdom ways, before long, they will all be coming to you, calling you, my child is out, ask, ask, uh, acting crazy, could you pray for them? We come into church on Sunday, and slowly, but surely, you're changing the whole neighborhood. Uh, Charles Finney, you, I don't know if you read about Charles Finney, he comes into town, and the bar is close. Nobody selling booze. <laughs> they change nation. Hebrews chapter 11 the, uh, chapter, verse 32, 33 talks about what can we say now of um, Gideon, Samson, uh, Jephthah, Samuel, David. This through faith, uh, they subdued kingdoms. Right? They subdued kingdoms. They quenched the violence of fire. They obtained promises. Amen. And God is saying, I want you to do that. Be that mustard seed. Take the life of God and begin to change. Not just your life, but everything around you. Change everything. That's the mustard seed effect. You remember Joseph? Joseph was rejected. Remember? I said to you, rejection is not because of inferiority. It's because of super. Joseph was rejected by his brothers. Satan knew. And they sold him. They sold him. And when he arrived in Egypt, he was a slave. He was the least of these among seeds that God was going to sow. And God sold him in the house of Potiphar. By coincidence, Potiphar worked with Pharaoh. Amen. But he knew who he was and retained kingdom thoughts. Amen. And understood kingdom ways. And in the house of Potiphar, he was a slave, minding his business, doing the kingdom stuff, serving. 
sown as a list. But when he was grown, guess what? The whole kingdom was upon his shoulder. Amen. They relied on Joseph. The family of Joseph relied on Joseph because he kept kingdom thoughts. He wasn't, he didn't feel down. He didn't complain. He didn't do any of that stuff. He knew he was blessed. He was blessed sown in Egypt. And you are blessed, a blessing sown in Cyprus. Amen. Before long, we'll take over the place. That's what I believe about the Ark Fellowship. We're small today. We are the least among seeds. Smallest among seeds. But I believe that the Ark Fellowship, before long, I speak it by faith in the name of Jesus. The whole Cyprus. The Ark Fellowship. They'll know about you and your children and what your children are doing and what the church is doing. They'll talk about us. And it's not about us. Guess who? It's about the kingdom of God. Amen. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about you. Joseph became the one everybody looked to. The birds hang on Joseph. They made their nest on Joseph. Because he retained kingdom thoughts. It's always been that way. God wants to use you. You have to let go of this crazy stuff out there. And look into the mind of Christ. And believe the kingdom. The mind of Christ says nothing is impossible. Jesus knew nothing. And he says to him that believes nothing shall be impossible. It was your believing that brought you into the kingdom. And through believing you became a part of the kingdom. The kingdom of God came into you. You became a child of the living God, the family of God, and the kingdom was within you. The king was living in you. Why don't you act like a king for once? Well, man, act like a king. Because the king, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Why don't you believe it? Why are you afraid of demons? They are troubling me. I got all these troubles. But if you know the king and you got kingdom thoughts and the Bible is said, if God be for you, no, no one, no, no one can be against you. That all things are working together for your good. You don't have to complain. You know everything is well with you. And even though you may start small, but you're going to get big. And you go, I'd like you to look at this scripture here. Abraham was that one. So on. The Bible says, Genesis 12, verse 2 and 3, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. You being a blessing is the most seed effect. Amen. I'll bless you and I'll show you so you will become a blessing. They'll all be looking towards you for their sustenance. That's what it is. You may start small. Look at this scripture, Job chapter 8 verse 7. He says, though your beginning was small, your latter end would increase Greatly, You know, even though you are starting small, you know your latter end is going to be great. 
It doesn't matter what's happening to you today. If you look into kingdom thoughts and you look into kingdom ways, he's going to be great. So you don't complain. Even though you are employed into a place and you are starting from the bottom, you don't complain. They tell you only, all we need you to do, son, all we need you to do, lady, is uh, mop the floor for us. And you know you are a kingdom man. You have been sown in that place. So you go mopping your floor every day. Even if the boss doesn't like you, it doesn't matter. He's not the one that employed you. God gave you this job and uh, they don't know. Your, your co-workers may say bad things about you. They may curse you out and make you feel bad, but you are doing your job. You say, I'm not studying you. I'm doing my work for God. You don't understand. I have kingdom thoughts and I have kingdom ways. Before long, I'm going to be the owner of this business and I'll employ all of you. Amen. Because you're soon there. The boss may not understand that your presence is what's making him blessed. If he's smart, he will be like Potiphar. He says, I know this Joseph boy. Anything he touches becomes gold. So I'm going to put you over everything in my home. And I'm going to rest. You have it. I like this boy. Amen. But the other servants will be jealous of you. But because you know you belong to the Lord, it doesn't matter whether a lady is casting her eyes towards you. You don't pay attention. You are doing your job. You are believing God. I'm going to be the greatest. The ark fellowship may be small today. That's just the list today. But God has shown us in the Cyprus area. And I'm trusting God, depending on God and God alone, that one day when we are grown, all the naysayers will become a part of the Ark Fellowship. And we will be touching the world. Though your beginning was small, that's for you today. Nate, that's for you. Though your beginning was small, today you are not, it seems like nothing is working for you. Forget it. Even if you are being rejected, don't mind it. Don't pay attention. Attention to it. No, you are a kingdom person. And think kingdom thoughts. Think possibility. I'm going to own this business. I will employ all of them and we will all pray in the morning before we do whatever we have to do because I'm the boss. They listen to me. You have that. Look at what it says about Job. Job chapter 42, verse 12. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job. More than his beginning. (laughs) He blessed the latter days of Job more than the beginning. Though your beginning was small, your latter end will increase abundantly. If you belong to the Lord Jesus, your latter end is great. Doesn't matter what's happening today in your life. It's going to be wonderful at the end. Could you say that? It's going to be wonderful for me at the end. That's what the word of God says. And the scripture cannot be broken. God cannot lie to us. This is what he said. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. 
That's always so with the Lord. <laughs> he blesses the latter part. He's what trying you in the beginning if you will quit from having kingdom thoughts. Possibilities. He says for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, and 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. I always like to zero in on the 6,000 camels because I believe uh, the camels are all Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Why would you mention camel talking about riches, huh? God blessing them. Because in that day, he was such a price. I mean, to have a camel was a great thing. Guess how many Mercedes Benz this guy had? 6,000. Boy, is that the parking lot for sale for cars or something? What is wrong with this? <laughs> but God was willing to show to the world, this is my showcase. This is what I do when I bless a man. Amen. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. Your latter years will be better than what you have today. And all you have to do is believe it. No matter what's happened in your past, forget the past. You were being sown. Your day is coming. The season is at hand. The season is at hand. I'm going to close with this scripture here. Psalm 75, 6 and 7. For exaltation or promotion <coughs> comes neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. You know what that means when the Bible says God is the judge? God is the one who decides. Who is going up and who is coming down. So all I have to do is to stay on his side. <laughs> I move away from those thoughts. Say, <laughs> worldly thoughts, bye bye. I can't get promotion that way. I move to his side. I'm staying with his thoughts and I'm staying with his ways. Because I know if I'm in his good books, when promotion comes, he's going to look to me. Amen. You don't have to please anybody. Just him. Keep his thoughts. Keep his ways. Amen. That's why I know our fellowship is going to be great. It's a deliberate thing. I stay with my God. Stay with him through thick and thin. Don't care what's going on. Stay with him. And I don't, I don't, I'm not faced by any obstacle. Take it a day at a time. And God is going to do it. God is going to, so that he himself is glorified. And when they look, they see, that's got to be God. No doubt about it. My joy is filled that way. I like it. Let him increase. I want to decrease. I want him to get all the glory. He is the one who decides. Who goes up. And who goes down. But you know what the Bible says. All things work together for good. So when they hit you in your place of work. They are saying all kinds of things to you. Keep doing your job. 
Keep doing your job. Because you know everything is working out for your good. Before long, you're going to be on top. And every one of them will be saying, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Whatever you say, yes, ma'am. God says, you will be head and not tail. Above and never beneath. That's your heritage. That's your inheritance in Jesus' name. The scriptures cannot be broken. And God is going to do that for you. If you believe it, say amen. Amen. God is going to do that for you. Change the way you think. Think about changing nations. Think about us, the Ark Fellowship in Kenya, in Uganda. We have vans over there to take our people around. Amen. As they come in to minister to the people. And they will say, where did you get all these vans? We have a great God. We are locked into the kingdom. We are in Europe. We are in everywhere. Our people are traveling over there and doing great works and coming back. Say, is this your dream not too big? Well, is it bigger than God? God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or even imagine. Keep your imaginations up. Would you stand up with me this morning? Keep your imaginations up. Amen. Amen. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. Forget your past. If people have spoken bad things over your life, they say things about you, today is the day of reversal. God is going to do it because you, by the reason of the word that you've heard this morning, God will begin to reverse those things if you will believe with me this morning. No matter what they said about you, they can say what they want. They said a lot about Joseph, you remember? But they changed their tune later. Amen. That's your portion in Jesus' name. That is your portion in Jesus' name. If you don't know the Lord as your Lord and Savior, this is the day to make that decision for him. There's no need standing out of the kingdom. Make a solid decision for Christ. Don't be ashamed of it. Because Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my father in heaven. And if he's ashamed of you before his father, you are no good on the earth. Make that solid decision. You say, from this day on, I'm going to serve God with all my heart. I don't care. And tell everybody about it. Tell everybody. That's so important. The Spirit of God will remind you. Tell this person. All you have to say, I belong to the Lord Jesus. I believe in Him. And I'm living for Him. That's all you have to say. They say, we thought you used to go to church. I know that. But this is different. (laughs) You are sticking, you're putting your roots into the master. Amen. Will you lift your hands up? If you want to live for God all the way, no going down. No going back. This is your day. like you to say this to yourself today I am blessed 
to be a blessing. Your life will touch so many souls. Your family will be blessed. My family will be blessed. Your kids will be great in the land. Father, I thank you for your people today. There's nothing that can stop us now. Because our God is with us. Lord, you have made us great in the land. You've made us the light of the world. We will shine, Lord God, and let the world know that you are the true light and we are a reflection of you so that the world can see and know that God is good. And in him, there is no dark places. We give you praise, Father. We give you glory. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.